All right, time to kick this mule. Another Clover Tack podcast coming at you. The podcasts that are seemingly random sometimes. So we're going to vamp here for just a few minutes. Uh, let the uh, notifications potentially go out and all of that good stuff. So for those that are early participating out there in the chat, welcome. Remember, if you're in replay, wherever it might be, audio, video world, wherever, comments are down below. You can always uh, jump down there and be a part of the conversation. Speaking of those live comments, uh, whether it is the Facebook or the uh, YouTube side of things, because, yes, we are uh, last couple times have been streaming the Facebook uh, as well. You can, uh, yeah, can always participate, but I will read, uh, jump into those comments uh, a little later on toward the end of the stream. Uh, read some of the questions, and we'll we'll talk about some of that potentially. Matter of record, because it's important when we're dealing with these type of issues, it is May 10th, uh, 2021. Again, going to vamp a little bit. Uh, but we're going to talk about here in just a second, uh, we're going to talk about where we are with constitutional carry in Texas. We have a few more details than we had uh, Friday. Uh, when we did the podcast talking about those Senate amendments. We've got a few more details actually since the GOA put out their little alert last night. So I want to say if you're not uh, following, getting alerts from GOA, Texas State Rifle Association, these other organizations, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty important that you do so, especially it's not a big deal if there's not anything going on legislatively. But uh, I think that um, things have moved fast in the Thunderdome, so to speak, uh, this session, things are changing on a web. Uh, it's it's tough to keep up. I understand that. So, uh, yeah, you could sort of get your information uh, the same as, as me. Uh, and I want to thank, uh, uh, talk about it a little bit more later on, of course, when we jump into the meat of this. But a uh, big shout out and thanks to the work that uh, GOA Texas and specifically Rachel Malone is, is doing. I had a conversation with her yesterday. Again, we'll get into some of that. Um, Thanks have to go out always to the YouTube channel members, the Patreon patrons, uh, and those that super chat. You guys help to keep things uh, keep things going. Uh, there's always little incidentals. Um, if you do this full time, uh, meaning create content, uh, even though you don't make a living at it, it still costs money. Uh, I've got some toner for the printer coming today, for example, some batteries, some other uh, necessity things that need. And every little bit kicks in. Heck, just the uh, software we're using here is, you know, 20 some odd dollars a month, uh, which we have been able to get by with just the free version. So thanks to everybody who uh, helps to support the channel and, and move the ball forward in, in that respect. Also, a huge thank to everybody. Thanks to everybody that shows up, everybody that watches, uh, and everybody that is engaged on two different levels here. Uh, first level, it's invigorating to see so many people that care, so many people uh, taking these call to actions, contacting these elected officials, letting them know what's uh, what's up, <laughs> letting them know that we're watching, uh, and continuing to put pressure on them. It's pivotal, 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 if I can talk today. And, um, yeah, we've done a great job so far. We've got to keep that up. Uh, also, thank I'm going to do uh, just a minute here on some shameless plugs, but also thanks to those that have stuck around on the channel, not only just come to uh, consume the news of the day and keep up to date on constitutional carry, but have found other things on the channel. We've been on YouTube for what, six years, I think in April, about 1500 different videos and podcasts and other things on the channel. Um, 
And it, it is showing that some of you guys are coming here for these updates and then enjoying some of that other content as well. And I do appreciate that because as far as advertising dollars and stuff, I do not adver do uh, monetization and ad monetization uh, on anything that's political, quasi-political, these type podcasts, that sort of thing. Uh, I keep those demonetized. I'm, looking, I'm not looking to um, get ads and stuff like that on, uh, on this 2A information. Uh, to that avail, did have a video drop yesterday uh, on a new uh, rifle that uh, was sent to me by uh, Mossberg. Uh, excited to check that thing out. If you want to see kind of the unboxing and the first impressions uh, on that, go check that out. Looking forward to uh, doing some more testing and, and getting a full review out on that eventually. Also talk about the live stream tonight, the uh, CloverTech Podcast Lounge. We'll have Sandhill Shooters in the house. And if you're not familiar with uh, Sandhill Shooter, uh, he does a podcast. He's a member of, uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, podcasting group, but uh, uh, in there with, oh, good Lord, Polite Society podcast, Locked and Loaded Latinos, and all of those great 2A podcasts. So he's going to be joining us tonight uh, at uh, 8 Eastern time uh, for the Clover Tech Podcast Lounge. Directly following that will be our Patreon launch here, Pop. Uh, and the public is invited. The uh, the Patreon patrons choose the firearm we use for that. Uh, we do that as a premiere. We hang out in the live chat, just like the live chat now. And we uh, uh, just just have some fun, announce our Patreon contest winners for the month and all that. But again, the public is welcome to join that. Uh, then one last thing before we jump into it here. We're about five minutes in. So hopefully everybody that has gotten a notification or is going to get that is already in the house. Uh, I just want to mention this. I've been getting a lot of comments with the constitutional carry thing. And I want to put something out there. Um, if I do not respond or reply to your comments, um, it does not mean that I'm ignoring you. I want everybody to understand that. Um, if you create content on this platform, you understand notifications suck. And they suck even worse as far as being able, them sending me a notification that somebody commented, right? Uh, so a lot of times you comment or you'll even reply, and I don't know. I don't know until I, unless I manually go into that video and see it. And that could be days, weeks later, or maybe even never. Um, so if you really need to get in touch with me, need to have a conversation, uh, go to the about section here in YouTube, uh, scroll down, click on the email tab, shoot me an email, right? Uh, I'm really easy to get a hold of on social media, other social media platforms and stuff like that as well. So with all of that out of the way, uh, nearly seven minutes in now, good Lord, let's, uh, let's talk about this. So I think it's important, and again, I'll get to uh, some of the live comments and stuff uh, here in just a second, uh, toward the, uh, say just a second, toward the end of the stream. So let's jump into this by starting out with a where we're at now, okay? Because I'm getting this question that that just people, and you, you guys all have lives, I understand that, um, but you're coming in and going, oh, I thought this passed, what's the deal, right? Uh, and like I said, things move fast in the Thunderdome. So uh, HB 1927, essentially the constitutional carry bill in Texas, it passed the House. I'm not going to give you the dates and the times, go look that up. Uh, it passed the House. Then we had a stall. Uh, we put pressure on them. It went into a committee hearing there in the Senate. It passed out of that. Uh, we continued to put the pressure on. It went to the Senate floor, the six some odd Republicans that were, quote unquote, undecided on it, um, all voted for it to move out of the Senate. Unfortunately, it moved out of the Senate with amendments, eight amendments to be specific, which we covered in a podcast, I think, last Friday or something like that. 
Uh, so go back and check that podcast out uh, and, uh, and, and get caught up on the, some of the specifics of those amendments. But uh, typically what would happen if the Senate passed amendments uh, or passed a bill by adding amendments or added amendments and then passed a bill, however you want to word that, you get where I'm going. Uh, it would go back to the House. The House would have to then vote on basically the, the, the additions, right? Uh, say, okay, this is cool. We're okay with what the Senate added. Um, that's not the issue right now. Um, it's not the, and we talk, we've talked about this verbatim, and I think it's very careful that we keep our arguments uh, correct. Uh, I've seen a lot of things in the comments and whatnot that we're going off on these specific amendments and what they say and what they do. Okay. And the conversation that we've had, and the, the way I want to st try to steer this is right now, the issue is not what necessarily what those amendments say or do. There are procedural flaws with those amendments, right? So it's not like we've got arguing going on over whether or not those amendments should be added. That now, can that come later on? Absolutely, it, it can. But as we're fixing to read here, and as we've kind of alluded to and we've fleshed out over the last few days, then um, you know this is a procedural issue more than anything. So going to jump into, that's. I think I got you caught up with that, right? <laughs> so let's read this and this is this has actually been updated since it went out but this is basically the action alert from texas goa that was put out uh yesterday evening now there is a link to this down in the description below uh, along with phone numbers to call uh lieutenant governor dan patrick as well as the capital switchboard number so you can get in touch with your senator we need to be pressuring both of these folks but make no mistake we need to be pressuring them the right way we don't need to be calling and just saying, shall it be infringed? And we don't need to be calling them and saying, just pass the bill. We need to be calling them and telling them to, to fix the procedural issues with the amendments that the Senate added specifically. We need to let these yahoos know we, we understand. We not, may not know every single detail, but we understand that or let them know that we do understand at least some of what the issue is because we are paying attention. And I think it's scary for them when they get, comments and they get us calling in or emailing or whatever that um yeah that that we know what's going on right specifics right so uh here it is it says tell the senate to fix the constitutional carry bill now um it says uh, please call lieutenant governor dan patrick tell your and Tell your senator immediately, tell them to work with the House to fix HB 1927 and send a strong constitutional carry bill to the governor's desk. We've talked about it before. I think that um, uh, Governor Abbott is is ready to sign this in, in pretty much whatever form, right? Uh, now, Lieutenant Governor Dad Patrick, that's a mouthful. Uh, you could reach him. Again, this is down in the comments below at 512-463-0001. Uh, also, if you go to this uh, GOA thing, uh, then, yeah, you could send a message from here. I don't recommend that. Uh, if you do send a message from here, please don't regurgitate talking points. Um, try to put it in your own words. Uh, I'll go ahead and put out the uh, capital switchboard number uh, as well. If I can pull it up here, it is down in the comments below but need to be getting in touch obviously with those senators and you can do that 512 46
46-30. So here it is. It says, as you may have heard, the Texas Senate voted 1813 last week on the Constitutional Carry Bill, HB 1927. And here's the rub. This part was not in it last night. I'm glad to see this did come up in a conversation with Rachel Malone. It says, unfortunately, the Senate, led by Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, created some major problems. Since whenever the Senate adds any amendments uh, to a, a bill already passed by the House, that bill has to go back to the House. The House can concur with the amendments and send the bill to the governor's desk, or it could call a conference committee to work out the differences, then send the final version back to the House and Senate for another full vote. So in other words, they have to be the same, right? Uh, now, here's the rub. And in, in this last night, the alert that at least I got did not point out this specific. We kind of knew this was the issue, but it, it didn't get into any specifics. And, and again, shout out to GOA and Rachel Malone for, for giving us some specifics. I know there's probably some stuff they really can't tell us, right? You don't necessarily want to show your cards at certain times or whatever the case may be. Uh, it's politics. It's it's political theaters, the political gamesmanship. I get all of that. It says, however, the Senate created a worse problem. It says, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick was told ahead of time that at least one of the Senate amendments, if adopted, would violate House rules. Again, procedural problem, right? Uh, said this was allow, allow the anti-gunners to kill constitutional carry in the House on a technical violation before the House could even decide to concur or go to a conference committee. This is exactly what we foreshadowed. We talked about Friday. Um, so, and I'm not taking credit for this because there was several of us that were looking at it from this perspective. Um, but yeah, like a mistrial, right? Uh, and apparently from what they're saying here, Patrick knew this ahead of time uh, and he sort of allowed it. So despite knowing this, the lieutenant governor still pushed through his packet of amendments and refused to listen to multiple warnings. If you will remember, though, this came out of Senate committee hearings um, with basically with no amendments. Uh, they really didn't even talk about the amendments much in those uh, committee hearings. So it's weird. It says the Senate can still fix this problem, but only if it acts quickly. And then it gives the call calls to action again to get in touch with Dan Patrick, uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who is the head of the Senate, if you don't know, uh, and your senators. Now, again, uh, numbers in the description below for the Capitol switchboard. You can get to any of your senators, Dan Patrick, the governor, anybody else through that Capitol switchboard in Austin, which is 512-463-4630, 512-463-4630. Directly to Dan Patrick is 512-463-0001. Again, 512-463-0001. Uh, and we've got, what, less than three weeks, about three weeks, something like that left in the legislative session. So. Um, yeah, I think three weeks exactly today, as a matter of fact. So do we got time to put pressure and get this done? Yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah, we're going to uh, to knock out this screen share. I'm going to go into the uh, live stream comments out there and we'll uh, chat a bit. Uh, talk about some of the uh, specifics. If you guys have any of those, we'll stop the screen share. Uh, again, you can get to this action alert from GOA in the description below. Uh, I'm not advocating somebody out there. I said, they said something about the, the, um, 
something about the GOA and just trying to make money. I don't make money by, I don't have that link goes to the action alert. Unlike some YouTubers, it's not a join link. So I don't get any money or anything else. And I don't care whether or not you join the GOA. That's totally your decision. Um, as far as there are some questions on which amendment this is. And I think that's a showing your cards play. Um, if they're not careful about, and I believe this is coming from some of the bill sponsors, co-sponsors, and the author, that they don't want to show any cards that potentially will give opposition uh, the opportunity to, in other words, that's showing a flaw, right? Do you want to, so I understand, while we want to know the specific amendment and which one it is, and I think we've all got our, our guesses from the podcast Friday where we looked into those eight amendments. But do you really want to show your flaw and show your weakness? So like if the back door is unlocked, do you want to put a big flashing sign uh, on your front doorstep that says, hey, the back door is unlocked, right? Um, I don't think, I think that's what's going on here. Um, I don't, I don't see it as, as nefarious. That's my opinion. Anybody out there is, is free to uh, is free to disagree, but what we do know is that there are procedural issues with uh, at least one of the amendments. And Dan Patrick knew this ahead of time. Again, according to what the uh, the GOA is reporting here, and again, we kind of have come to that conclusion over the last few days, just in the podcast we've done and looking at uh, at those amendments. Now, ultimately, here's here's the thing is ultimately every one of those eight amendments, if you look at them on their, uh, on the face, every one of those eight amendments deal in some way, shape, form, or fashion with law enforcement. So, um, you know, I think it's blatantly obvious at this point, we have some senators and we have uh, Dan Patrick, which of course heads the Senate, that is trying, in, at least in some ways, to appease law enforcement. And there were some organizations, law enforcement organizations, that spoke in the hearing about a couple of these amendments and how they would be on board if a couple of these amendments were uh, were adopted. And so, yes, I agree with everybody out there. It would be really interesting and really helpful if we knew exactly what amendment the issue was. But again, from everything we're hearing and everything we've deduced, it's not about the text or the uh, the details of the amendment. It's about the way the amendment was present presented or written or structured or whatever, right? That's what we're understanding at this point. So with that, I'm going to jump up and uh, go through some comments here. I'm going to try to scroll through a few comments before we get out of here because I just wanted to go. I did put some social media posts out last night, uh, but I thought, you know, not everybody checks the, the YouTube community tab. Not everybody is following on Facebook. And even if you were, who knows if you would get a notification or even see that. Uh, but doing a live and uh, saying, hey, this is a thing. It's out there. We need to be calling these guys. Put the pressure on again. Um, just another another tool in the, uh, you know, that we could use to try to get the word out, quite honestly. So we did have a super chat out there from Ricardo. I want to thank Ricardo. Uh, $5 super chat. Thank you. He says, I love the show. 
Keep them coming. Uh, as long as uh, this is a thing. Yeah, I will. I got to be honest with you. And I've talked to several people about this. And I've mentioned this. I have been able to release a few regular gun-related videos over the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm severely behind on that type of content. Uh, so I really want to get this done. I want to get Constitutional Carry done. I want to get through this legislative session. Um, we're still watching several bills from Suppressor Freedom to um, the 2A Sanctuary uh, to a lot of different ones. But all of those, and I had a question about that earlier, so I guess I can go ahead and address that real quick. Um, those asking where those were at and what was going on. Uh, they're still working through the process. The thing is, this constitutional carry, this HB 1927, uh, is unlike any of those other bills. This really is sort of the landmark piece of legislation this session, uh, as far as 2A, as far as uh, rights go, uh, because this rolls back and, and undoes uh, some infringements. Uh, the suppressor freedom bill, the 2A sanctuary bill, uh, it's very debatable whether or not that has teeth. Uh, and whether or not that's anything other than a virtue signaling play, uh, you know, a play just to let the federal government know that, you know, not to quote Twisted Sister here, but uh, or Dee Snyder, but that we're not going to take it. Right. Uh, and what I would point to as evidence of that is the guy that got in trouble in Kansas. Kansas had a similar thing with suppressor freedom uh, and a guy. Pretty much the state hung that poor dude out to dry. Uh, he got off. He was able to plead down, which was great. Uh, but, you know, they had a quote unquote suppressor freedom uh, piece of legislation in play, and it didn't do that gentleman any good. So uh, while I think they're great to signify that, hey, we're standing up, we're aware, we're not going to take these federal infringements, uh, I think it's just a much different situation than. HB 1927, then this constitutional carry legislation. Uh, so with that, let me get back through the, uh, uh, there was some talk early on about guns out there, which was awesome when we're in uh, 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 chat and all of that. Uh, I'm not sure what Joshua, I would love a private conversation apparently with Joshua. He says, there is no fixing it. We won. You're going to ruin it. I don't understand. We won. What did we? I don't know what we won by that. So a little vague. And uh, yeah, what are we ruining here? I don't I don't get it. So, uh, Josh, I can be hit up through email in the about section. Hit me up. Let's have a uh, let's have a further conversation because me being live and reading the chat is not super conducive with trying to figure out what is being said. A uh, unicorn out there uh, says, not only does notifications suck, but YouTube sucks. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know. YouTube is not as bad depending on, uh, yeah, all that stuff. Uh, so here we go. Yeah, Kaiser out there say what uh, will we call, what are we to say exactly? Um I say we say essentially in our own words what's going on or what's being put out by GOA here that uh, simply they need to work with the House is almost the way I would word it. 
is that uh, the Senate added these amendments, and so the Senate needs to work with the House uh, to make sure that uh, it can it can get through the House. That's how I would word it. Um, Dan Patrick needs to to take the raids over in the Senate. And again, these are kind of my own words, but um, yeah, Dan Patrick needs to take the reins uh, and the senators need to, the ones that voted for it need to fall in line and they need to do, you know, tweak whatever they need to tweak to work with the house. That way the house can concur on the amendments. Because uh, again, what I understand opinions vary. Uh, but I think there's a lot of people that are understanding it the way I am right now uh, is that these amendments pose a, a procedural issue for the House. And so uh, if they can get those that I mean, everybody, not everybody's going to be happy. There's going to be people regardless. There was people when the CHL was passed, that was unhappy on both sides, on both sides. There was people that said it, it was too much. There'll be blood in the street. There was people that said it wasn't enough. We're still under the boot of tyranny. Uh, LTC passed same way. It was people on both sides of the argument, the extremes, right? That were hollering the same thing. Campus carry the same thing. It's no different with this. If you've been around the block, you see that. You're not going to make everybody happy. Uh, you can make about 60 to 80% of people happy, but uh, that's uh, about it, un uh, unfortunately. Uh, let's see here. Uh, MN Pan says the clock can run out. The session ends at the end of the month. That's absolutely correct. Got about three weeks left. Uh, Joshua was still out there talking about there's not any procedural issues. Um, uh, DBA says the OA does phenomenal work for trying to spread misinformation. <laughs> Joshua, I don't know that Joshua was an anti gun Democrat, maybe, but. Um, maybe he's just a very opinionated. We have people to the far left and the far right of any issue out there. And I don't mean far right and far left from a political standpoint. I don't mean Democrat, Republican, or conservative, liberal, but people that are staunchly for something or staunchly against it. And so maybe Joshua falls, uh, he could fall at either end of that extreme and there's nothing wrong with holding that opinion. Um, lots of questions on... Uh, this and we don't know what information more information is going to come out uh, be clear about that that's why I've tried to stay as informed as possible put out posts do these podcasts uh, and try to try to let people know what's going on is because it's changing uh, it's moving fast in the Thunderdome here I've said that many times um, and so we don't know even from last night until today that action alert from the GOA has gotten a little more specific so uh, as things move forward maybe there will be a little more uh, yeah a little more stuff uh, it of course says it's no accident rhinos did this on purpose so they could look pro 2a but still be anti-american here's the problem with that thinking it passed the house it got national attention it stalled going into the senate it got national attention they got it to a Senate committee. It got national attention. Uh, it come out of Senate committee. It got national attention. It went to the floor. It got national intention. Uh, attention, not intention, attention. Uh, it passed. They spent eight hours on the Senate floor on it. Um, 
and it now it's getting attention again. Um, so if if Republicans really wanted to tank this, and I'm not saying there's not rhinos down there, 100% there is. But what do we know that they value above everything else? Their seat. Their seat. And I. 99% of people, 81% of people for sure out there, right, uh, would agree with me on that. That's the number one thing that these politicians value is their seat. So coming at it from that angle, this is why this doesn't, the, the argument that they're trying to tank it doesn't really make any sense because they put themselves in a position to where if it tanks, they're, they're guilty of it. It's blatantly obvious that they're guilty of it. I can see you trying to tank it in the dark. So in other words, if it never got to the Senate floor in the first place, uh, it never went to the committee in the first place, right? It never got into the Senate at all. Um, they could very easily have went back. Patrick said, we don't have enough votes to get it to the Senate floor. Patrick said this. He's quoted saying that. He could have very easily fell back on that. And sure, he, that would have thrown potentially these six Republicans or whatever under the bus, right? The problem now is the entire Republican Party is going to get thrown under the bus because it was a partisan line vote in the Senate. But yet, if there was a partisan line vote to tank this thing, right, and that's going to be the perception if it doesn't get through, then they're done. They're done from Senator Patrick on down. So it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me politically. Uh, again, could be the case. Could be the case. I'm not a political scholar. Uh, Papa Bear says, what do I miss? Unfortunately, you will have to back up and try to catch that. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of people out there. I'm scrolling through the uh, chats now. What I need to do is I need to have the YouTube side of the chat up. I'm looking at this through the duck, and uh, you can't tag me in the duck out there to really get my attention. So, um, yeah. Uh, we've got LWLV out there. I don't even know. Good Lord. WLVRTNJM. Good Lord. Looked like he had a stroke on the keyboard there. Says I'm a cop. <laughs> Welcome to the chat. Says I'm a cop. I support permitless carry. Uh, if you're a cop who opposes permitless carry, you're a coward. Shouldn't be a cop. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Godless police chiefs. You don't rise to, uh, the high ranks of police chief in big cities most big city city councils because police chiefs are not elected. Um, but yeah, most big city councils are Democrats. So it would stand to reason uh, they're going to hire uh, people that for those police chief positions that align with them politically. It just makes, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Uh, Adam's asking, was it clear? There's nothing clear on this, but he says, uh, was it clear what the procedural issue there was? Uh, no, it just says that there's, there's certain house rules and that some of the amendments, uh, or at least one of the amendments, pardon me, uh, is in violation of house rules, which can essentially cause a mistrial in the house if they bring it, uh, in this form. So. 
Mark out there says three days left. I don't know what he's talking about on three days left, three weeks left. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Drake out there says we need Cuomo control, not gun control. Yeah, I don't get into other states' issues much, but uh, Cuomo, Blasio, New York's got its hands full with a uh, lot of, a lot of, lot of, lot of crazy stuff right now. Uh, <laughs> Uber Patriot out there says, are we ready for tarred feathers to come back yet? Uh, that could be fun. That could be fun. Uh, I have heard, I forgot what state it was, was trying to reinstate the, uh, reinstate the firing squad. <laughs> scene read the other day. So that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Uh, talk about a lot of the tweaks. Uh, Joshua says those tweaks offered by Schwerner on the floor, strike for the bill provision that would have expunged certain weapons related to the uh, charges on Texas criminal records. Yeah, that was the Eighth Amendment. That was the Eighth Amendment that was proposed. Uh, and that was an awesome amendment that was added in the House. I've got a breakout video on that, as a matter of fact. Uh, Papa Bear says what I think sucks most is that they took the ability away from someone that solely got a felony for only carrying a gun. Yeah, so Papa Bear is mentioning that Eighth Amendment. Yep. Yeah, that sucks. But things that they take out, make no mistake, I mean, we could work to get those put back in. Um, Again, I go back and I reference, just look at legislative history. Look at the way things work. Um, We don't pass, we don't pass perfect bills. Very rarely do we pass a perfect bill. Um, I go back to CHL, I go back to LTC, I go back to campus carry, I go back to, you know, edit things that aren't even two a related, uh, seldom do we pass perfect bills and we have to go back and tweak. So even if they kill, you know, they kill these amendments or they add these amendments or whatever happens, right. Um, it's not like we can't petition to change stuff and we should be doing that right we should constantly be pushing to get stuff changed there's a lot of things that wasn't even brought up for example under 21 carrying because you can't federally you can't purchase uh, a handgun at 21 years of age in texas but you can own and possess so if you can legally own and possess at 21 under 21 in texas why was that not a part of this bill? Why aren't those able to? So there are things, and very few people are talking about that one, but there, that's an example of things that this bill uh, doesn't address that it should. And I think we should go back and we should press them on that in subsequent legislative sessions um, and just make things stronger and make things better. Uh, Joshua says HB 1927 has passed in the Texas Senate. He's incredibly proud of our digital work today to restore and protect our constituents' constitutional rights. Now HB 27 will be sent to the House and then on to the governor so we can finally have constitutional carry. Shorter, the guy who created this bill, said this and added all these amendments. You can't tell me you have a problem now. <laughs> Okay, so I'm not going to argue with Joshua anymore on this live stream. Uh, hit me up in email if you want to have a discussion. But it sounds to me like Joshua might not be up to speed on how uh, legislative process works. Maybe. 
but we can have that discussion privately, Josh. Um, Jacob says, if this fails, Dan Patrick's getting a primary and will definitely lose. Very, very likely. Dan Patrick's neck is stuck out on this one for sure. Monster Patriot says, just call Dan Patrick and left a message uh, to get Constitution Care Bill passed in the Republican Party uh, in Texas. Or the Republican Party in Texas is done. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So, yeah, I'm going to throw it out there one uh, more time. Asteroth is talking about 957. Uh, yeah, right now, Unfortunately for, for Astaroth, uh, talking about some of, some of the other pro-gun bills right now, the cost of security, HB 1927, is sucking up all of the oxygen in the room. All of the oxygen in the room. Um, as far as I know, with 957 and SB 915, with the, with the suppressor freedom, I'm not totally sure where that one sits right now. With SB 915, this the sanctuary... I think we're in a similar situation with the uh, 2A Sanctuary bill that we are now. There's a House version. They're completely different bills. But there's a House version and a Senate version that both passed, to my knowledge. Uh, don't don't quote me on that. I could be totally wrong. But from when I was looking into it earlier, that looks like there's a House bill that has passed. There's a Senate bill that has passed. And somehow those two need to get reconciled, um, supposedly. Supposedly. So, uh, Desdemona Designs? Boy, that's hard to say, too. So, South Carolina is looking to bring back Firing Squad. Uh, it would give it, what did he say? What did he say there? Uh, considered the choice of how uh, they are executed. South Carolina was also working on, um, what was it? Uh, a permitless or a permitted open carrier or something the other day. There was somebody streaming that. So, um, George out there says, hold up. So if you're under 21, you can't possess a handgun. You just can't buy it. Yep. That is uh, true. You can own. Yes. Uh, technically you could purchase it from a private transfer in the state of, in the state of Texas. Good luck finding somebody that's going to sell you one. Um, but technically the way the law is written. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's jump into this again in the description below. We've got. Uh, the link to the action alert from GOA. It also has links and other things. Uh, you could jump back to the previous podcast, which has the uh, amendments uh, that we're talking about. It's actually got all of the amendments that were uh, added to the bill, not just in the Senate, but the House as well, if you want to check those out. Uh, numbers to call are down below, and that's the call to action now is to call and say, hey, get this worked out with the House, get this moving forward. Um, yeah, no more, no more stalling. Let's make it happen. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's number, again, down in the comments below, 512-463-4630, 512-463-4630. Then we've got the switchboard there at the Capitol, which can get you to any of your senators and also Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, 512-463-4630, uh, 562-463-4630. I messed up on Dan Patrick's direct number. It is 512-463-0001. So specifically for Dan Patrick, 512-463-0001. I'm getting confused with the numbers here. The capital switchboard again, 512-463-4630. But they're correct. They're down in the description below, wherever you're at. Uh, check those out. I'm going to try to get this in audio podcast form as soon as possible. Thanks for everybody out there. Uh, remember, if you're in replay, then there is a uh, comment section below. Jump into that. Uh, let's stay frosty, stay vigilant, stay, uh, um, yeah, stay engaged. Um, 
call those uh, senators, call Dad Patrick, uh, give them the uh, give them the what for, and uh, yeah, let's keep the pressure on. So that's it as far as Joshua. Wanted to argue a lot out there in the chat. Thank you, my friend, for jumping in and being so uh, vocal. Uh, again, hit me up an email if you want a further conversation. Touch base with me, DM on some other social media. Give me a phone call for that matter. Uh, be happy to uh, kind of get a better sense of what's going on. So there we go. That's it. We're about 40 minutes in, and I do not like these going nearly that long, but sometimes it happens. Appreciate everybody joining. Um, when I know more, you will know more. That for this one, we're gone. Uh, we'll see you on the uh, Monday Lounge podcast, maybe a little later tonight, as well as the Patreon launch air pop. Peace.